Our spotlight sponsor for uh, this hour is American Financing. Thank you, American Financing, for uh, helping us keep the lights on and uh, and having our uh, our show being a, a critical part of of your ad campaign. F- American Finance will help you get the loan that you want. They work for you. They don't work for the bank. I love these people. They're the only mortgage company in the country that I endorse or would endorse. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Oh, boy. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, today is one of those days that I just have to... Breathe deep. Or my head will explode! May I recommend that you run to the store real quick. You just grab some duct tape. I've had to do this for a while. Grab some duct tape. And yes, I do recommend that it is actual duct tape not some, you know, knockoff brand. You wrap your head. It's not going to stop your head from exploding on today's news, but you will at least be able to go to the hospital. And when you get there, they'll say, uh, another head exploded listening to the news today. They go, yeah, another one. Well, at least this one has all the fragments there just under the duct tape. We can just piece it back together. Get the duct tape because your head is going to explode. Blood will shoot from your eyes as we dismantle the Constitution yet again today. All that and more coming up in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (laughs) Yes. Let me talk to you about uh, Delta Defense. May I? The United States Concealed Carry Association would like you to join i i really really think that you should uh join this is if you want to safely and securely protect your family uh it goes without saying that uh maybe you should be a responsible gun owner uh the us cca membership brings you industry leading education training and the trusted legal protection that you need to protect your family with confidence this is the part that really intrigues me Pulling the trigger is going to be the worst decision you'll ever have to make in your life. And and God forbid any of us have to make that. It'll be the hardest decision that you'll ever have to make. Um, <clears throat> but you won't make it in the moment. You, you have to be prepared and know when do I shoot, when do I not shoot. When it is somebody who is, is uh, putting your life or your family's life in danger, it's going to be easy. However, what comes after is the consequences are enormous depending on where you live. You need the protection, the legal protection that really only a membership in the USCCA can give you. Now, how'd you like to hit the range with a brand new gun tomorrow? Uh, They're giving away 19 free guns right now. This is crazy. Somebody in New York is thinking they're listening right now. Somebody someplace, New York, California, Oregon. Oh, my gosh, Oregon. Their heads have exploded for completely different reasons. They're like, I can't believe they're giving away guns. Yeah, 19 of them. Wish it was 1900. Wish it was 19,000. Anyway, 19 free guns. You just have to know what kind of gun is it. It's accurate. Here's the hint. It's accuracy makes it an ideal concealed concealed carry gun. It can be used as a perfect training gun right out of the box. Bazooka. No. No. Really? 
No, no, oh, no. You no, just no, want no. to give it away to the audience. Right. right. Well, it is one that comes in a box, a big box, I think. But it's a good concealed uh, carry weapon. Well, got to be pretty big. I know. I have no. I don't even know that. Sig. Right out of the box. Why are you training gun? Isn't the whole point of this for people to guess? I mean, that's clock. I don't know. I'm guessing. So you can guess. Anyway, if you know, simply text the word G-L-E-N-N to 87222 right now to reveal the make and the model of this gun uh, and instantly lock in your 19 free chances to win. All you have to do is just type in G-L-E-N-N to 87222. Simple, quick, 100% free. Text Glenn to 87222. Oh, man. So, uh, you got the duct tape? You got it around your head? Okay, good. Uh, Because uh, I'm just going to give you a couple of quick highlights. Uh, Alyssa Milano says she loves God. And then quotes the Bible to push abortion. <laughs> what yeah. part of the Bible well, pushes abortion? Um, if, if I had told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? What, what the hell is it? Oh, that's that's the abort the kid part of the Bible right yeah. there. That's yeah. the kill your kid in the uh, womb part. Abort away. I that's knew you. The, I knew you uh, in the womb. If you read the New International Version, it says abort away. Yeah, it says shout your abortion. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that uh, how that works, but it's not going over well for um, Alyssa. And we'll get into that here in just a second. Also, uh, today they are set to unveil. In the uh, in the Senate, a constitutional amendment to abolish the Electoral College and allow for the election of presidents by popular vote. You know who's for this? People who keep losing. <laughs> um, you know who's for this? What if the- we change the rules? Yeah. Then we, we can win? We can't win. We got to change the rules. Uh, here's, here's the thing. The Electoral College is so important and no one is defending it here's why the electoral college is really really important not to make sure that republicans win so that you do not have one party because that's what it will be in the end it will be one party and the one party will only have to care about the big cities they will only care about the population centers They will not care about the farmers. They will not care about Iowa, Nebraska, Idaho. They will not care about any of these states where the population is low. They won't care really about Rhode Island. And you can tell there is a deep concern by Democrats about that Russian hacking thing. Mm -hmm. Because if you had a national popular vote, they would only need to find one weak place to be able to run up the tally and be able to uh, you know, manufacture election results. In it, fact, one of the reasons why they say that the, the Russians were not successful is they didn't understand all the arcane local laws mm-hmm. uh, for each. They didn't know how to break in. There, it wasn't all the same systems. Let's just, um, let's just say there was a, uh, a place like, uh, I don't know, let's pick a place that is so far away from corruption when it comes to voting, it would be ridiculous. Chicago. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would happen, Stu, mm-hmm. if the electoral college were uh, abandoned and chicago i don't know this is a stretch 
was a place where you could just manufacture fake votes. Mm, it would be, I don't know, like Chicago elections, except <laughs> across the nation. Yeah. Is that what you want? Because, because all, all it would happen yeah. was if you got more votes in Chicago, let's say they did it to Chicago, Detroit, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know, Los Angeles. Well, if you don't have the Electoral College, it doesn't matter. Those three towns, if it, if they just inflated the numbers from those three towns, mm-hmm. you push over the uh, election, it's popular vote, you win. The, elect- the Electoral College is insurance against election fraud. I mean, it's only the, one of the things it does really well, but it does that really well. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, a foreign power to try to penetrate the Electoral College, they'd have to know which which state's they had to push in. They'd have to find weak place, points in each one of the states or areas. They'd have to. I mean, it's impossible to do because of the Electoral College. So everything that is in the Constitution now that everybody is hating, everybody is hating. It takes so long. That was designed that way. And it was designed that way to stop corruption. It was designed this way to stop people from having this emotional response and and become New Zealand. By the way, have you heard New Zealand? You know that they they took away all the guns. Right. Well, yeah, they 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 banned banned semi-automatic rifles and told everybody to turn Mm -hmm. them in. Mm -hmm. You know how many turned in? How many were turned in? I mean, I would assume all of them. I mean, the government said it. Well, I know. But that's I mean, that's tens of thousands of guns. Mm hmm. I mean, more than that, right? I mean, it's they have over a million guns in the country. I don't know how many they needed turned in, but yeah, well, they got they, they got they got most of them. They got thirty four, thirty four thousand. I mean, that's not a no. They got thirty four hundred. I mean, that's not they got thirty four, thirty four, three guns. and a four. <laughs> Can you imagine this happening in the United States? I love. I mean, we talk about these laws. Can you imagine if they actually passed a gun confiscation in this country? You would. You, uh, nobody would. Nobody would be turning them in. You no. would have out of out of four. What is it? Four hundred million, three hundred and ninety million guns. I bet you would have. Oh, maybe. Oh, let's be generous. Two hundred fifty thousand guns turned in. <laughs> let's be generous. <laughs> I mean, 34. And this is what this is what all of these crazy laws, these arcane laws in the Constitution. This is why they're there, because what happens? People say, oh, my gosh, we've got to react. We've got to do something. The politicians do and the people with an agenda. We've got to do something. And so they do it. They do it quickly. They do it on emotion. And what happens? It's not where the people are. The people were supposed to turn in all their guns. Uh, 34 came in in New Zealand. I mean, was that just first day, I assume? But still. No, I think that was the first week. It was 34. (laughs) It was 34. That's amazing. Uh, massive failure. Well, I mean, this so, is what these ha- these things happen. I mean, this this bump stock thing that just has gone through. Uh, they're talking about they are, the United States. We're going to have to supposedly destroy a hundred million dollars worth of items that have been purchased legally. Now are illegal, so we have to destroy a hundred million dollars worth of stuff that people spent their money on. I mean, just that. Forget even the gun, the Second Amendment uh, so concerns. Stupid. There, like. Uh, that is, is so how do we, we live just, in a country where that can just be done? I mean, it's just it's absolutely madness what's going on. So the Electoral College, what the Electoral College also does besides, uh, you know, confuse our foreign enemies on how to hack into election, confuse our enemies inside that want to steal elections. The Electoral College also does something else. It forces people to listen to the states with smaller populations. 
You're supposed to listen to them because this is the entire thing. The Constitution was put together when we had 13 different countries. These, these, these colonies looked at themselves as totally free and independent. It was like France and England, and we said, okay, how do we get together? Well, we had to do some things that if the EU would have done, it probably would have worked. But we said at the beginning, it was very different than it is now. Look, we are all separate and independent. And the big states, especially the slave states that had these gigantic populations, they said, yeah, we want to we want to vote for uh, we want popular vote. Well, the little state said, wait a minute, we won't have a voice at the table. We can't have and there won't be anybody who's speaking up for us. Don't worry, we're going to take care of a couple of things. First, what we're going to do is we're going to give you the house, which represents the people. And so you'll have enough people. You'll have the equal number for your population. There's your popular vote. It's in the house. But then we want to make sure that every state is represented and the states are not are, are all treated equal. So the house may say, hey, I want to do this. And New York might be the leading arbiter of this. And they have the most people in Congress so they can get that thing passed. But then it's got to go to the other chamber. It's got to go to the Senate. And the senators were directly elected, not by the people, but by the state governor and their legislator. So their legislators came in and said, we want this guy to represent us. So now you have the people represented. Then you have the power of the local state represented. So you have a balance there. Then you have the president. But how do we pick the president? Because the president could, in the end, just side with the House. And no, no qualm about it, no problem with it, because he doesn't even have to go to Delaware. He didn't have to go to Rhode Island, because they meant nothing. As long as he was in New York and Virginia, he'd be fine. So they said, okay, to balance this out, we're going to have an electoral college that will be the actual vote that every single state is going to matter if you get rid of the Electoral College, if you feel like a flyover state now, the only time you do matter is when they have to, when they're forced to put their plane down in the center of the country and they're forced to go to the coffee shops and the waffle houses and everywhere else to talk to you. The minute you get rid of the Electoral College, you don't matter. Only the cities matter. Only the states with the biggest populations matter. You will not see them in your rural town. They will not care about you because you won't you don't have the power. So every little state. Every every town that isn't a, a, a metropolis. You no longer count. I'm going to play some audio and what a surprise it's from Beto, who we got into last night on the television. We'll do that coming up in just a second. First. Let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor. Uh, it is Car Shield. Holy cow. Uh, you know, when that little light goes on, it says check engine. Eh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't like it when that goes off. <laughs> you're, you don't actually check your engine, do you? Do you ever get that point where you're like, you know, something's wrong when you, you lift the hood and you look at it and it's just 
it's all like covered and you can't do anything and it, but it yeah. makes you feel like you've attempted something yeah, you i don't even know why hood. you have a hood that you that people know how to open <laughs> anymore really i mean every engine is almost all completely covered now if you look at the new ones you open up the you open up the hood of your truck or something and you're like yep it's still in there <laughs> that's all you can do it's still there it's still yep. there God, at least the covers are there, there. Yeah. i don't know if the yeah, engine, the engine fallen might have out. fallen out and gone underneath mm-hmm. the car but if i look at it from this angle <laughs> looks like it's still in there uh so when that engine repair light goes off it's like magic you don't even know and they're like eh, you know it's uh the defibrillation uh, sensor oh what's that do <laughs> a lot of complex stuff and it's fifteen hundred dollars and the car won't run without it. And you can't go to Pep Boys to go get anything. You need the mechanic. Uh, car Shield is there to cover you. If your car has 5,000 to 150,000 miles on it, you're out of warranty, get extended coverage now and take that fear out of that little teeny light. Check engine. No. Car Shield. Get the extended vehicle protection like I have. Car Shield at 1 800 CAR 6000. 1 800 CAR 6000. Mention the promo code Beck. Visit carshield.com and use the promo code Beck, and you're going to save 10%. That's carshield.com. Promo code Beck or their new toll free number of 800 CAR 6000. 800 CAR 6000. Mention the promo code Beck. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's uh, go to the uh, audio of Beto talking about the Electoral College. Here we go. Yes, let's abolish the Electoral College. Um, we we um, the night after the presidential election in 2016, Amy and I were were talking to each other, and we were like, "How are we going to explain to Ulysses and Molly?" and Henry, who are now 12, 10, and 8, that the person who got 3 million more votes just lost the election. And then we were talking to each other, and we're like, how do we explain that to ourselves? Stop like, what, for just what? a second. Stop uh, for a second. How do we explain it? I don't know. It's really hard. I don't know. This is, how, this is what parenting is. You have to talk to your kids and tell them things that maybe an 8-year-old can't understand. It's how you bring them up so they understand things that 8-year-olds do understand. It's how they become adults. You, as a parent, teach them things that are confusing to an eight-year-old, but maybe easy to understand for an adult. But well, how do they explain it to themselves, Stu? It's very easy. As you, well, we've just gone over all of the reasons why here in the last half an hour. It's uh, quite easy. I love how, like, we were told for all this time that, you know, we're, we like the founders. You can't have the Constitution. We love the founders, too. We love their vision. They were great people. We just have to adjust things. By the way, abolish all their stuff. It's crazy. We are taking. I've thought that the Constitution was hanging by a thread for a while now. Uh, they've got the scissors out. They've got the. They've got. They've got the. They've got the shears out. The hedge clippers out right now. They are about to cut the threads that are uh, uh, holding us together at all. We are looking at radical changes. Wait until I give you something uh, coming up uh, as well that's in the house now. That will abolish your right to free speech. And I am not overstating that. It is frightening what is happening. If you change the electoral college, you change everything in this country. It was put there for a reason. And I don't know, Beto, 
it's for someone who understands the Constitution. I mean, you do understand it, right? How do I explain it to myself? I don't know. I'm not the guy who raised my hand and said, I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States and all of its enemies, foreign and domestic. I don't know. You should before you took that oath, you should have understood what the Electoral College was, what it is, what it does, how to explain it, how to defend it. If you can't even explain it to yourself, (laughs) you certainly should never have been in Congress. And my gosh, last place you should be is in the president of the United States's office. I love this. The argument's so ridiculous, too. It's like, well, how would I explain to my kids that when 65 percent of Americans opposed Obamacare, you passed it anyway? How how do I explain that to my kids? Well, I, I do it because there's a system in place. There are rules and you follow them. And that is uh, supposedly what's what's going to happen in this country, at least on occasion. The, the idea that you can't ex- we don't we don't uh, eliminate things that are in the Constitution because you can't explain them to your kids, even if it was hard to explain to your kids. That is not a constitutional argument. And if you Run can't explain of- it to yourself, then you're an uneducated boob. Right. I mean, it's uh, read the Federalist Papers, Beto. Watch a five-minute freaking video from Prager University. It's unbelievable. It okay, so let, let's continue with what he said. Like, what? Why is this okay? Um, this uh, is one of those bad compromises uh, uh, we made at day one in this country. Uh, is that is that what it was? Okay. Was it a bad, it a compromise? bad compromise? This is one of those. He's referring to the three fifths clause. Mm-hmm. For the love of Pete, Uh, the three-fifths clause was written that way to help abolitionists, not the slave states. It was written that way so the slave states had less power. And the same thing for the the, uh, electoral college. It's so the big states didn't have power. For anybody who claims that they are for the little person, they are abolishing everything that helped little people. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. Uh, LifeLock is our uh, sponsor this hour. Um, In 2018, this is amazing. The number of confirmed data breaches in 2018 increased 424%. In a year, 2018 also saw a 71% jump in dark web activity. Why is this happening? A, because it's really easy. Also, because um, states, capital S, uh, are now involved in this. You've got Russia. You've got China. They're all involved in this. This means your local doctor, your local bank, even your children's school are under attack. The number of attacks just on the Pentagon servers from China alone is, what, hundred and. 150,000 a day, something like that. It's incredible what's what we're under uh, attack with. LifeLock will detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number on sale for the dark web. Best of all, they not only monitor it, but they also help to fix it if something goes wrong. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you got the best in your corner. 10% off your first year. Use promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. When you're subscribing to podcasts, subscribe to the Glenn Beck program. You can get it anywhere podcasts are sold. You might want to also uh, subscribe to Pat Gray Unleashed. He joins us next.
Uh, welcome to the program. This is the Glenn Beck program, and uh, Pat Gray joins us. Uh, he's just fresh off his uh, taping. Live podcast uh, happens. His taping happens every day between 7 and... Uh, 7 and 9 Eastern. 7 and 9 Eastern. So you don't mm-hmm. want to miss that, the Pat Gray uh, radio roundup. You can find that. Uh, Pat Gray un- Unleashed, uh, wherever you find podcasts. Or you can listen to him on the Blaze Radio Network as they as they tape it live every day. Um, Pat just said something... Uh, incredible to me that he just saw a rated r movie last night and yeah it was unplanned yeah, i did uh wow was it uh offensive oh man all of the uh people talking about life and whether babies should live or not it uh, just was well wow was, you don't want anybody seeing that to be fair there were that those points where they manipulated those clumps of cells uh, right, and that was a to little... make it look like they were babies. babies yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if those were Volkswagen parts. So, or... so you know, Pat really does not see rated R movies. No. When we first uh, met each other, it was the first rated R movie I've seen since Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> you saw Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, it seems like an yeah, odd somehow, choice to uh, just dip your your feet into the rated R pool. Doesn't there. it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't realize, uh, you know, how uh, sincere Pat was on Rated R, and I Mm -hmm. didn't realize how uh, far away I was from, (laughs) you know, shocking. Uh, (laughs) When I saw Silence of the Lambs, I came back and I'm like, Pat, you got to see it. He's like, I I don't, I don't see stuff like that. And I was like, No, no, this is there's nothing wrong with this. It's just great. Yeah, it's really, really great. And he was Uh, like, No, no, I I don't. And I'm like, There's not. It's like uh, you see this stuff on TV. I look over like 20 (laughs) minutes into this movie, and Pat is just white, and he's like. I I I I I don't think I've seen any of this on TV before. <laughs> so he's uh, uh, so anyway. Uh, so he hasn't trusted me on a rated R movie, and he doesn't go to see any of them. Uh, but, but this uh, is not a rated R movie. No, it's not. The the one the thing you see is, you, you know, there's some gross material because uh, abortions are involved, and you see things go through tubes. Uh, but man. To deny uh, the experience, I think, is a mistake. It's it's a it's a powerful movie. It's a well acted movie. Uh, these this is from the people that did God's Not Dead, which I didn't like. No, come on. This is no, come on. Fantastic. It. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. You I, didn't like. I, it. I I did not like Go God's ahead. Not Dead. Go ahead. I, I hated it. Yes. Okay. Thank <laughs> I hated you. it. Yeah. I walked out of it. Quite honestly. And yeah. the producers are friends and everything else. But I walked yeah. out of it. I I thought it was horrible um, because it was so preachy and everybody right. who was a villain over was the like top, a super villain, and mm-hmm. everybody who was good was you know Mother Teresa, and I just hated it. I think they must have learned a lesson from that because yeah, they did. Unplanned is not that way at all. The only one that might be a slight. Over the top exaggeration. I don't know this, but the the you know the initial Planned Parenthood director seems a little and and I've asked Abby about that, and she has said, Glenn, that is absolutely word for word all the things she all said, all the things that the director says. Yeah. I mean, she's like that. I swear to you, we did not hype that. That is who they are, and what she said to me, man. This this will really. I mean, it'll rock your world about Planned Parenthood and remind it'll remind Christians I think how important this fight is because we gave up this fight for so long and now now that we're we've joined the fight again it seems like we've got momentum 
this movie could add to that momentum. It's that if good. You get, if you get people to go to it, you've got to get yeah. ki- your kids yeah. to go to it. You've got to get you've, you. This will raise up a whole new generation that will see things clearly because that scene, that 20 seconds of where she's turned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So impactful. I mean, and it, what the doctor says. And that's a quote is outrageous. And it's a quote. It's, I mean, it's it is wow. it is um, wow. it's phenomenal. Let me ask you one thing, because I was thinking about this last week. If I was listening to the show and you heard us talking about unplanned, it would be mm-hmm. one of those movies that I would go. I should go see that. And then my wife would say, do you want to go see a movie or something? What about that movie unplanned? And I would go, I mm-hmm. don't want to go see mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because it seems like a dirge. It seems like a movie you're mm-hmm. supposed to go see. OK. Did you feel that way? Not at all. Mm-mm. Did you feel that way kind of going in? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And leaving, how mm-hmm. did you feel? Uplifted. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. You're 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 But I also to- felt kind of entertained. I mean, it's it's also uh it's a good movie yeah it's a good movie it's a good movie an amazing story too i mean you know some of the reviews have been uh negative which they're always negative on of course they are any movie that has a message like this obviously um but you know they're bashing it for ridiculous things you know um on the message but it's like you look at this movie and it's like at the very least you have to acknowledge it's an incredible story even if you don't care about abortion at all the fact that it's incredible a woman who became Planned Parenthood's National Employee of the Year yeah. is currently telling you how bad abortion is. A woman and who she, had two abortions, a woman who was, you know, was the director of a clinic that performed thousands and thousands of them. Was it, the best performing in the country. I mean, she was, she, I don't know if you heard the podcast, but she talked to me about some of it, yeah. being the best at talking people into abortions. She, she, they learn, they teach you at uh, Planned Parenthood. And it, it's, it's once you, if people could just get their arms around, this is not compassion. This is business. This is mm-hmm. all business. Um, and when she said, uh, you know, I would talk people into abortions because they taught us how to mm-hmm. do that. And it was, it sounded like almost like a used car salesman. And she said, I was the best at it. Whenever we would have a tough patient coming in that really didn't want to have an abortion, but weren't, wasn't sure, we made no money on prenatal care or anything like that. The only way we can make money is if we are aborting the child. And so she said, I would be called in. Oh, we've got a tough patient here. They don't want to necessarily have an abortion. Uh, she said, I would, I would go in. And she said, this is how I sold it. She said, look, um, you know, it's, it's, you're in a tough situation and I know you're fighting right now, uh, but you believe if she said if it was a religious person, she would say you believe in a just God, right? Yes. And you're you're worried that God doesn't God's going to condemn you. Yes. What kind of God that you know in reading the scriptures is a God that would not understand his precious daughter and be able to forgive and understand where you're at. He knows right where you're at right now. Hmm. And she said, I would break down the barrier. And then she said, I would say, so look, here's what I can do for you. This ultrasound has just cost like $500. She said, if you leave today without booking the abortion, I, I can't, I have to charge you for the ultrasound. But if you book the abortion today, 
uh, then I will roll that into the price of the abortion so you won't have that extra payment. Just like Throw, a car sales. Yeah. Exactly right. Throw she, in the cup holders, I'll book the abortion. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, she, said, uh, she said she would always look at them and she'd say, so is there any reason why we shouldn't book this today? I mean, that... Wow. I, well, yeah, let's see. Uh, you're murdering my baby. Yeah. And I want to think about this a little bit more. So you're in a vulnerable situation. Imagine if a car dealer was doing that with vulnerable women at the time. Any bank, you want to talk about predatory loans. Anybody that was doing a transaction when you are that vulnerable. Yeah. And you're saying, well, I don't know. Well, you know what? I could make this happen and this happen, but you have to do it right now. Well, and as Abby said, they lie to you. They lie to these women. They lie to the girls. You know, some of them are 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. She they said don't the know youngest she did was 11. 11? 11. With or without parental permission? I believe without. And, and that Jeez. person is now wow. made a movie for the pro that you know supports the pro-life cause. Yeah. And they said story. she's the Incredible. only one. In the movie, they say she's the only defector they've ever had. In that Which role. Which is amazing. In that role. Yeah. And they yeah. thought, you know, what was weird is when you watch this movie and they first bring her into the POC, products of conception is what that really stands for. But they used to jokingly call it uh, pieces, pieces of, of children, children, which is what it is. Right. Uh, and their security code was oh, baby. Man. That's what their security code was. You can remember the number. Just remember, it's just baby. I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. So pieces of children, they would joke. And they brought her in. And I asked her, I said, why weren't you stunned by little feet and little heads and little arms? And mm-hmm. Because you have to count everything after an abortion. You have to make sure every piece is there. Because if it's not there, it's inside the woman's stuff. Right. And so it caused all kinds of problems. So, so they have to put them together. They have to reassemble the baby. And uh, she said, I don't know why that didn't bother me. She said, I, I understood that it was a baby. And so I didn't, I, I don't know why. She said, but it, it was always my choice. And she said, but once I saw, once I saw the ultrasound and I saw that baby fighting, she said it became human to me. She said, because that was the natural instinct. She said, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. That's what all of us would do. And here's this, this lump of nothing. If it didn't fight that, it would have just been a lump, but because it sensed trouble and pushed away from it she said all of a sudden it became very human it became alive to me and i knew exactly what it was especially when they do it all the time (sighs) the name of the movie is unplanned and if you haven't taken your kids to uh to see it please do take your kids what do you think what age appropriate what age uh, do you think? I think it depends on like could for be instance, pretty disturbing. PG thirteen really is probably kids. the right rating for that. Yeah, yeah, it's it not. Is. It's not a I G so film. I will no, say. no, no, it's, not at all. And it, and I would say even PG thirteen. Um, it, it depends. Like, um, I think Rafe could have seen that when he was eleven ish, maybe twelve. Um, Cheyenne's too sensitive. Cheyenne for that. is Cheyenne is thirteen, about to become fourteen, and uh, or no, she's twelve, about to become thirteen, and I. I still wonder. I think that mm-hmm. would, I think that would um, bother her. I mean, a lot deeply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deeply. but thir- thirteen is the is the. I mean, it certainly shouldn't be R. 
And so there's nothing no, in between no, those no, two. No, no, I mean, no, PG-13 no. is the, you, you know, you still have you, to make, it's again, it's parental guidance, you know, above 13. You right? have like to you go. I, I just got a letter from a guy last night who said, um, I took my daughter. She was 18. Uh, and she sa- he said, you know, we're Catholic. We raised them to believe, um, you know, that this is life. And she said, he said, my, my daughter uh, w- d- d- just doesn't believe that, believe that that's a viable choice for people to make. He mm. said she didn't want to go and didn't want to go, didn't want to go. The last minute said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to come with you. And he said, while it hasn't changed her mind yet, he said it has completely changed the conversation. And he said, this has opened a door. And I think that's what will happen for anybody who is dead set and has made their mind. They're going to have to start to cling to things that they know are not true. They're going to have to start justifying in their mind because they're forced to see it for 20 seconds. Or you just have to believe everything in the movie is a lie. Right. If, if you're already set that this is a woman's right to choose and it's a reproductive choice, blah, blah, blah. You just have to believe that everything they say about Planned Parenthood and how they operate is a lie. Which, again, you're talking about doctors and nurses yeah. and uh-huh. directors. All these people are in the movie. Right. They, they didn't. They didn't ask them, get a report, and then recreate it. The people no. who are starring in some of these roles are the actual people from the clinics. Yes, in that scene, the doctor that performed that is a doctor that's performed tens of thousands of abortions. Has he turned? Uh, he turned. Oh, wow. And the, That doctor that's in that the movie? That doctor yeah. that did that. And the nurse that's in there <laughs> with her wow. also performed tens of thousands of abortions with Planned Parenthood and also turned and left. So you know the wow. medical details of that are accurate. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, they, they were really there. Something. They did yeah. this. I was, told, I was wow. told that when the doctor walked in before they shot, um, he looked at the tray of instruments, and he rearranged them exactly the way they would be if you were, in, if you were doing an abortion. He was like, I, this, I, I just want this scene to be right. I want this to be accurate. I don't want anybody to be able to say, oh, they wouldn't use that, or they didn't do this. He said... He arranged all of the instruments exactly the way they're laid out for Planned Parenthood doctors. And he knows because he was one for a very long time. Mm. All right. Uh, You install a computer antivirus uh, software. Uh, You take out uh, flood insurance, fire insurance, car insurance. What are you doing? You're just preparing for something that is sometimes... You know, unlikely, but if it does happen, it's catastrophic. Your house burns down, it's catastrophic. Your your house is flooded, catastrophic. So you look for those those things that are uh, ways to protect yourself. So when disaster strikes, it's not catastrophic. This is why we talk about food storage. Food storage is so essential. To protect your family from catastrophic collapse. If you're preparing for a natural disaster, you know, a, a local disaster, uh, you know, shelves are going to go empty in the grocery store. It just is going to happen. It's happening right now with the flooding all across the Midwest. The best way to prepare is with My Patriot Supply. We've been encouraging you to do this for years now, and I, they have a two-week food kit right now that is at a special price of only $75 if you go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Food kits include meals that last up to 25 years in storage. Prepare yourself. Be self-reliant. Be the person you're born to be. 
prepare yourself with so you're never surprised. And if you are surprised, you're like, I got it covered. Keep calm and carry on. Prepare with Glenn.com. Prepare with Glenn.com. So uh, AOC wants uh, all farmers to know that you have to change your cow grains. Uh, because when your cows are eating out of a trough, mm-hmm. uh, they become very, very flatulent. And so you need to... You need to change your cow grains. None of the three parts of that are re- are right. None of them. Not <laughs> one of them. part of the None three of are correct. None of them. Uh, but we'll get into the brilliance that is AOC, and we're only doing it not because we're laughing at her, but because she's such a smart, beautiful Latina that we need a new target. Uh, let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a company that I started uh, because I know I know you and you and I are an awful lot alike. We just don't want to be taken for a ride. We don't want to uh, do business with bad people. We want a good deal for everybody involved. We want to sell our house. We want to sell it on time. We want to sell it for the least hassle and the most amount of money. And we want to buy a house in the right neighborhood. That all requires you having a great real estate agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We have uh, over a thousand of these top sellers uh, from all over the country, and they will help you sell your home or buy your next home in the right neighborhood. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now and sell your home. All right. Fun with AOC. Next. fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program well there's nothing better than uh, someone from brooklyn uh you know giving some advice to the farmers uh of america uh because they're in brooklyn you know they got a lot of they got a lot of cow handling time uh you know and so when aoc speaks to the farmers of america they should listen uh, and and farmers, if that happens to be you, uh, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot uh, from AOC in under 60 seconds. <laughs> Stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. So I got this note in from uh, one of the staff members. About a week ago, uh, my son got really sick with a bug that's going around. Constantly coughing, runny nose, just miserable. After a few days of quiet, my wife got sick, still is, and now my daughter is as well. Everyone around me is hacking and sneezing, and I'm waiting for my turn, but for some reason isn't happening. Then, one morning, I realized why. I'm the only one in my house taking Field of Greens. I do it every morning when I start my day. Hopefully, I can get my wife on board before the next bug hits us. Oh, my gosh. No, man going in the wrong direction what do you mean your wife's not on board your wife is like not cool if she's cool with you not having greens and stuff like that you are let me tell you this she's not going to suffer when they close the border and they stop getting guacamole in okay she's not going to suffer uh this is this is actually one reason why you take a field of greens is because it gives you absolutely everything you need the antioxidants the probiotics the I don't know, all those crappy things that you're supposed to have that every doctor is like, oh, you know, you need to have a little bit more of whatever. 
hype down. Oh, yeah, let me show off. I went to school for 10 years, whatever. Anyway, uh, Field of Greens, you can get it now. Real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. It is Field of Greens. If you want to stay healthy, this is a way to do it. Go to BrickHouseGlenn.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use my name, G-L-E-N-N, or call 833-746-4246. Give it a try. Nothing to lose and a better you to gain. It's BrickHouseGlenn.com, 833-746-4246. Um, you may have to excuse me for a few minutes during uh, this hour, and Stu will just kind of uh, sit in. I have to come and go for a... Uh, a uh, uh, a neurologist uh, uh, conference call. My daughter has um, uh, been having testing for about a year. Uh, and, um, and so we get some of the results back. So I'm going to be kind of in and out a little bit this, uh, this hour. Um, I want to, uh, uh, I want to talk to you about AOC. Now I'm going to play this audio and farmers, farmers don't laugh this off. Okay. She knows what she's talking about. Listen, we need to innovate on our technology. You know, right. obviously, like I had a Stafford, you know, release a document that talked about cow flatulence, but. Um, which is an issue. I just want to say. Which is an issue. But no. you're it sounds saying, ridiculous, but it literally is but an it, issue. But it actually is an issue no. when it comes to contributing to methane. Right. But that doesn't mean you end cows. It means that we need. <laughs> what it means is that we need to innovate and change yes. our, our grain, uh, our, grain, our cow grain. Cow which, grain. You know, they feed in, in these troughs. In so these troughs. To, uh, really take a look at regenerative <laughs> agriculture. Like, these are our solutions. <laughs> Now, I'm enjoying this so much. I know nothing, okay? I do have cattle. I do raise cattle. But when I say I raise cattle, no, I don't. I show up for like four weeks out of the year where we have this farm and this ranch. Other people are raising the cattle. I'm not. I just show up and I'm like, yep, there's my herd of cattle. We call them herds, right? There's my herd of cattle. I know nothing. You mostly raise cattle from a Big Mac wrapper. <laughs> exactly right, okay? <laughs> all right, I am all hat, no cattle. If that's the way you would say it in, uh, in Texas. Now, here's the thing. Even I know that we're not feeding the cattle cow grains. We're not, we're not giving them cow grains. Yes, some cows will be raised on corn. So you're saying corn are the cow grains? Cow grain. Other than that, you're pretty much alfalfa. If you were somebody, if you were somebody that is looking for an all-natural cow, a, a what? A grass fed mm, i've cow. heard that terminology before right. in whole foods <laughs> okay yeah. everybody wants oh, you want a grass-fed crow well cow what are they doing they're eating grass they're going out and they're eating grass alfalfa they love it's like catnip that's not there's no grains you're not sitting in a trough eating uh, out of a grain uh, why do they the, have uh, them then why do they have the the troughs then why why? <laughs> Why do they have them? You have no answer for that. You have no answer. The cow grains are the things that go into the troughs. It's obvious. Now, I'm sure that uh, these big farms are maybe, you know, throwing the cow grains uh, into these big troughs. Uh, but 
I don't think I'm going to take taking anything she says <laughs> is like taking anything I'm saying uh, as gospel. Well, my issue is they shouldn't be making the grains from cows if they're feeding them to cows, right? Like no, that's I, just like it's just like you know it's cannibalism basically. <laughs> I don't, if you're going to feed cows cow grains, don't make them out of cows. Right. That's, she has a good point there, but other than that, right. she seems to be a tad misled. Right. So we're feeding cows cows. Well, I, well, cow grains, cow right? I'm assuming they're made of cows. <laughs> I just, I don't know all the facts. I, I'm not a this. farmer. I just love this. I mean, the other part of this is, it's first of all, uh, they don't, generally speaking, eat that way. They don't. There's no such thing as cow grains. Uh, another issue is also flatulence from cows is not really an issue. Well, it, it's it's belching. Mm-hmm. Is really the issue. Mm-hmm. It's coming out the other side. Mm-hmm. That's the methane problem. So mm-hmm. she doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And and I love the part where the audience cracks up because she's like, I mean, the answer to that is not to end cows. That's a that's not a punchline. That is from her document. She said until we like the document they released. They they're acting now as if it was mistakenly released mm-hmm. as a draft document. Mm-hmm. Again, w- if you ever got Glenn a, a an important document to you handed from your staff uh that was a draft and not finished and looked like that would any of those people have jobs the next day no no of course not no. It's, it's it was an absolute disaster mm-hmm. then they released the draft document which wasn't a draft document no because if they had a draft document what would they be doing today they would have had the final one out right like when right. where was the final faq about this bill we never got one right because it wasn't a draft document at all that was it was it. intentionally that was it so but the, the punchline that everyone laughs at, they're laughing at her. It was her document that said, oh, well, we're not going to end cows. That was her. They're mocking her own document. And I don't know that she even realizes it at no, this point. No, I don't. I don't think so. And by the way, the, the cow grain, the only cow grain, and farmers, please correct me, the only cow grain that is being fed to them w- would be corn. Corn-fed beef, but that's the, the, everybody wants grass-fed beef. So she's she's well. That's she's, what she's saying. She wants to adjust so the cow grain, right? So are we supposed <laughs> to have like I don't know acids or or gas X in the cow grain? Are we supposed to look for something else? It's essentially, what she's proposing, right? I mean, if what, you want to what, take her so seriously, what, what is it that you're going to feed a cow that they're going to eat? That is is good with their digestive system. What are you gonna What are you gonna What are you, what are you, what are you gonna feed them that they eat? I mean, I don't know about you, but I could th- I could drop carrots on the floor all day long, and my dog's not gonna eat it. Mm-hmm. I I have something yummy, my dog's gonna eat it. I have chocolate on the floor, my dog will want to eat it, and I'll be like, No, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it that we could feed these cattle? that you think will stop the methane what is it what is it that you could you could do and by the way cow that's why you feed them cow. i didn't think it was methane i thought it was co2 that was the problem well so. methane is a is a is an issue now it is uh more potent of a greenhouse gas than co2 is it's a it's in smaller amounts and it also leaves the atmosphere much quicker so it is it is part of the equation when it comes to right, I, i've read the report and i've heard it a million times but why is this? Is it because it's just in 
there are more cow farts than there are cars and chimneys. <laughs> well, I mean, the UN did say that the uh, you know the meat industry mm-hmm. is, is responsible for more you know of the CO two problem mm-hmm. than all the transportation uh, you know uh, in the you know really the entire every transportation sector in every country on Earth combined. Now there are disagreements with that report, but I mean, I they can't disagree with it because they're the UN. I mean, you, you can go through and, and pick that that uh, that report apart pretty well, but they can't because the UN said it, and that is their that is their standard of proof needed to adjust the entire world economy. Um, that's why we were always so fascinated at why it took Al Gore a couple thousand days before he decided to quote unquote go vegan. Whether that's actually true or not, I have no idea. But he at least claims it now. But it took him thousands of days after that report to actually do it. Why? Why, Al? Because again, as we pointed out yesterday, the the actions do not match the words. If they actually believed the world was going to end in twelve uh, uh, years, they would not be. It would not be cow grain time. They, they would be. They would be much more concerned about these things and doing things that were different. I I will tell you that this all goes down to culture. Remember what Barack Obama's wife said right before the election, right before she was taken off of the road. She said, Barack knows we've got to change our traditions. We have to change our uh, our language. We have to change everything. This is part of it. By getting you to stop eating beef, that is very American. I'm a meat and potatoes guy. That is the West. That is American to raise and, and eat cattle now you know you want to you want to say it's for different reasons that's fine i i honestly do not think that this is anything different than just changing all of our traditions they have disconnected us from history and now they want to change our traditions once you change the traditions you've got nothing left you really have nothing left i mean most people don't even know why we have why do we have summer vacation for kids why do schools have summer vacation? Do you know? Um, I mean, the amusement parks need to make their money somehow, right? right? right. I mean, <laughs> no, it's because it was the summer months where the kids needed to uh, work the farm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once it got into spring and summer, that was that was the time to plow and to plant and everything else, and the families needed the kids back at home. So. Everything about us. Why do we have daylight savings time? Right. Yeah, it was also the same for the farms. Okay, we don't need it anymore, but it was for the farms. So everything we have that they are slowly dismantling is also slowly dismantling our story and where we came from. You know, you dismantle the Christmas tree. Okay, well, that takes out everything that we know about Christmas about Europe, about Germany, St. Nicholas, all of these things, all of these traditions mean something to us. And the more you take them apart, the the more empty you are as a culture. And some of these changes are good. I don't want to go back to a place where I need to farm all summer. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm not go. saying that. I'm, I'm just happy. saying that that yeah. everything, they are taking all of our traditions apart. And I'm not talking about daylight savings time. No, or, I know. You know, I'm just saying but that, that is the target, everything clearly. is for a reason. Okay. Everything is here for a reason. It's because of where we came from. They are slowly erasing absolutely everything that has made us meat and potatoes people. 
What does that mean? Meat and potatoes people. When I say that to you, that means a plain talking, uh, mm-hmm. a farmer, hardworking, a guy who just calls it like it is a meat and potatoes person. Get rid of cattle. Get rid of the meat and potatoes. Say it right. And cows and cow grains. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the cow. Well, we do want to get rid of them. We just have to change the cow grains into something new, magical uh, grain that doesn't make you uh, toot when you eat it. Uh, <laughs> don't uh, use don't use beans as a factor. That's the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. Thank so you. Do not go down that road. Thank you very much. When you c- connect to public Wi-Fi, even if it's <laughs> password protected, it is almost exactly what you're doing. What you're doing is you're just saying, "Hey, I'm over here." Please steal my information. You're exposing private inf- information that could be used by cyber criminals. That's why I highly recommend that you get Norton Secure VPN. It is a virtual private network. Now, this encrypts everything. You know, when they, if this was in real life and they were following you into every store and monitoring every purchase that you made, seeing what you were interested in, listening to you, all of these things. You would you would go crazy, but because it's happening on computer, we don't care. Well, you should care. It's the same thing. Now, a VPN stops all of that from happening. Facebook, Google, nobody can track you now because a VPN. And, and this isn't because you're doing something wrong. It's none of their business. You're being marketed to and shaped by the information that they have on you. I want you to go to Norton.com slash VPN. This is your new internet connection, a VPN. You can get it from Norton, Norton.com. It's really easy. It's three thirty three a month. If you get the uh, annual subscription, you download the app, you put in the password once, and now all your devices go through a VPN. It's Norton.com slash VPN, Norton.com slash VPN. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. Now, a lot of people don't like Ocasio-Cortez, and let's be honest. I mean, when we say, you know, we think she's a fool, that's a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. It's a dog whistle. We're saying she's actually an articulate Latina. Uh, that's that, a big issue with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that just needs to be stopped. Uh, here, here's what people are saying now about why people are standing up against Ocasio-Cortez. Neil, I want to turn and and get one more topic in here all fast. The Republican Party versus Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the freshman uh, Democrat in Congress from New York. Take a look at the crowd when Donald Trump Jr. appeared at a campaign-style rally for his dad earlier this week. They are chanting her initials. You heard the word that followed. And today, Ocasio-Cortez responded by saying, this is a pattern among those on the right, including the president. And she added that the president doesn't have another woman, Hillary Clinton or whoever else, to vilify anymore. Stop, stop, stop. You can come back to this, but I just have to. I just can't take it. No, listen, here's why we have a problem with Ocasio-Cortez. And I don't need to explain it. I'm going to let her explain it. Here she is on FDR. When our party was boldest, the time of the New New Deal, the Great Society, the Civil Rights Act, and so on, 
We had and carried supermajorities in the House, in the Senate. We carried the presidency. They had to amend the Constitution of the United States to make sure Roosevelt did not get reelected. And, uh, we, you know, there were so many extraordinary things that were happening that in that time that were uniting working people. Mm-hmm. OK, so um, so let me just see if I have this right. So somehow or another, with a super majority, the Republicans got a constitutional amendment in which uh, believe needs 70 percent of votes. Correct. Yeah, two thirds. Two thirds yeah. mm-hmm. needs two thirds, but somehow Three quarters of states with a with a super majority, they Congress got that through, and then they got it approved by two thirds of the states, mm-hmm. uh, and they right? and they and they did this how they did this uh, somehow magically without any power. Uh, you know, for the Democrat, for the Republicans, and they got it through to stop FDR, who was already dead. They got it to stop FDR from be a, being reelected. Now, I think the amendment would would should have read, uh, "No dead people shall run for president." <laughs> Why didn't they include that? But she does point out that is extraordinary. If they had elected a dead person for uh, to come back as president, that would be something extraordinary in our history. Yes. Not typical. So here's the thing that she's what she's doing. She's flipping history upside uh, upside down. She's saying that so many things were happening that the people were so in love with mm-hmm. that the evil Republicans, even though the Democrats had super majorities, the evil Republicans passed a constitutional amendment to make sure that FDR could not continue these crazy great ideas of his. First of all, FDR was dead. Second of all, it was a Democratic Congress that did it. Why? Because the Democrats knew that we were so close to a dictator. When you're saying these great things were happening, yes, through dictatorial means, and even his own party knew no one can amass that much power ever again. This is very bad. And the only reason why is because he was electric with audiences and people loved him. He knew how to be a good politician. And we had always had an unspoken rule. George Washington served two terms. At the end of two, he retired, said, this is enough. That was the hardest retirement and the biggest news story in the entire world. King George said if he actually doesn't, if he actually gives away his power, he's going to be the greatest man to ever live. That, that's who that was. And up until uh, uh, Woodrow Wilson, we had only had a president serve two terms. Woodrow Wilson was taken out with a stroke. The first one that was arrogant enough to say, yeah, I'm bigger than uh, George Washington, was FDR. And the people did not like it. You're listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, state of the mortgage industry over the next few years. I hope that I'm wrong. But I think uh, that qualifying for a new mortgage is going to become more and more difficult and higher rates may price many Americans out. I 
I beg you to get your house in order right now. Uh, and that means if you have a uh, adjustable loan, please get out of that adjustable loan right now. Please. Uh, if you bought a home within the last few years, you might want to look into refinancing because the rates are lower than they than they were just just even last year. You can get a free mortgage review with American Financing, another way to get your house in order. If you think you want to buy a house, buy a house now at these low rates and lock them in. Uh, it's a buyer's market right now. I think that's only going to get bigger the the buyer's market's going to be even bigger but i think it's going to get harder to get uh financing for it american financing they work for you go to americanfinancing.net americanfinancing.net or call 800-906-2440 joinblazetv.com use the uh, promo code glenn you get 10 bucks off get all the shows that you love get this one get news and why it matters and glenn tv Welcome back. It's, it's, we've reached the time of your day where you're supposed to suspend disbelief completely. Uh, this is what happens in politics now. You're supposed to forget everything you know about the world when a new news story comes out. Um, if you happen to go to see the documentary Air Bud Golden Receiver, you might have thought, you know, I don't know if a dog could actually play football well enough to you know, succeed in the National Football League or any other league. And you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit as you watch that or... You know, Airbud uh, spikes back when I guess he was good at volleyball or when he was good at basketball in another movie. Bud is a very talented dog. And you have to, at some level, you have to suspend disbelief. Now, if you remember in very recent history, there was a very clear thing you could not do when someone came out with a, an accusation of sexual harassment or inappropriate touching, or inappropriate joking. The one thing you absolutely could not do under any circumstances is suggest that there could be a political motive behind it. That was inappropriate. We saw this with Kavanaugh over and over again. And, you know, evil conservatives would occasionally point out the idea that, I don't know, maybe the idea that someone comes out of nowhere to make an accusation about a guy when they can't name the place it happened or the time it happened or who else was there. And all of these details are just completely uh, not connected to any sort of reality. The idea that that accusation is made on the eve of the person being uh, elevated to the Supreme Court could be a tad suspicious. Like, can we enter that into our equation as to whether we just believe this and ruin this guy's life without any evidence? That, of course, made you a sexist hate monger until now because now it's a democrat with accusations like this and i'd like you to listen to msnbc's mika brzezinski and her deep analysis of the joe biden accusations a lot of folks um Mm. will say that women need to be believed and heard Mm -hmm. right and i believe they should be heard right right um Mm -hmm. but are we allowed to bring up that Lucy Flores is a huge Bernie person Uh-oh. and she has, you know, political connections that might be counter well, to I mean, Biden's we're, goals we're, we're and that this could be? We're, hold on. Yeah. Is it OK to bring up this could be politically motivated or are we just supposed to take all the words mm-hmm. and the fact that she says she was violated mm-hmm. at face value? Are we supposed to just leave it there? 
do you believe you're hearing the things you're hearing? That First of all, you I mean, the analysis that it's okay now to question her political motives. And by the way, women shouldn't be believed. They should just be heard. That was us. You're quoting every conservative talk show that you vilified just a few months ago. You have to completely suspend disbelief. You have to forget the entire history of everything you know. It's like in Airbud's seventh inning fetch. Do you think he was that good at baseball? Dogs typically aren't that good at baseball, but in Airbud, you just randomly believed it. And if it was just Mika this one time, maybe you could excuse it. But let's listen to the views analysis of this situation. Joe is a hands-on kind of guy. Oh, yeah, he is. But no one, I've never heard anyone. Oh. And she says she felt violated, and I, I have to take her at her word, but it would have been nice if she had turned to him and said, you know what, Jay? Hmm. I don't really like this. Oh, Please don't do this. Or, not, Mr. Vice President, I'm not really comfortable with that. Okay, stop for a second. He's- when, when conservatives would bring this up, this line of argument, the idea is you have to show some sort of displeasure, right? I mean, we have, you have a situation where like, let's say uh, some uh, uh, person comes up and tries to give a, a woman a kiss and she does not want that kiss. The pulling away, the saying no thank you, the, there has to be some level of I'm not interested, right? Either that or we're going to all have to have signed contracts every time we go on dates. That's not the way human beings interact. This has been pointed out by people rationally looking at the world for a very long time. It was always denied as sexist and and hate-mongering, and you're dismissing the women, and the women have a right to tell their truth, and whatever they feel is the truth. That is not what our society is based on. You can't put the entire uh, weight of a story on the person's feelings. If Joe Biden... And again, we have no no reason to defend Joe Biden on this program. He would be a terrible president as he was a terrible vice president. But if if he decides he's going to go put his hands on somebody's shoulders and she turns around and says, please don't do that. Or, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just I, I've got a weird thing with personal space. If she had done that and he continued to go down that road, he would absolutely be in the wrong. And I, I am with everybody else's analysis here that everything this guy does is super, super duper creepy. I think he's a creepy guy. But you can't just stay, stand there, uh, accept what he's doing, not mention it for five years, and come out in the most um, foundational, important part of his career to try to derail his candidacy when you support someone else and just be, blank, there'd be a blanket belief. It makes no sense. Everyone in the world who looks at these things obviously realizes there's, I would say, a hidden motivation here, but she's telling you. She's come out and said, the reason why I'm telling you this now is because I don't want him to be president. She, she went to a Beto rally. She was a Bernie person. This is obviously you know, a thing where she may have felt uncomfortable. I think I would feel very uncomfortable if Joe Biden did that to me. But you know who would have known that? Joe Biden. I would have told Joe Biden, dude, hands off, stop sniffing my hair. It's pert plus. Don't get too addicted. I just, you can't let the entire weight of an accusation be based on the feelings of the person. You, it has to be intent. 
And maybe Joe Biden's intent is bad. I mean, we've seen a lot of really creepy videos from the guy. I don't know. Maybe he's the worst guy on earth. Maybe he's, you know, basically Jared from Subway. I have no idea. But I mean, for example, one of the things that's been spread around has been this Stephanie Carter uh, picture. Well, she's the wife of Ash Carter, former uh, Secretary of Defense. And she says it was not creepy. They had a close relationship and she was fine with it. She says, upon our arrival at the Pentagon, I'd slipped and fell on uh, some ice which a few journalists were nice enough to tweet about. As we walked in the room, reporters uh, were staged, and a young woman from Huffington Post shouted me to ask if, if I was doing all right. I was somewhat thrown. Did I look all right? But quickly remembered news of the fall of the, on the ice had traveled. By then, Vice President Biden had arrived. He could sense I was uncharacteristically nervous and quickly gave me a hug. After the swearing in, Ash uh, was giving his remarks. He leaned in to say thank you for letting me, him do this and kept his hands on my shoulders as a means of offering support. She says there was nothing creepy at all about it to her. So certainly it shouldn't be creepy to anybody else. The idea, though, that you can define an incident based solely not on intent of the person supposedly perpetrating it, but on the person's feelings, even when unexpressed, is a standard that this country should not be adopting but because of political purposes, you'll see Mika, you'll see The View, because they like Biden, defending him on these things and using all the points that were very common sense about the Kavanaugh thing. And on the other side, you'll see people who like Bernie and people who like Beto saying it's the worst thing ever. I mean, and it here, really is a ridiculous here's a really Here's a really hard time, a uh, hard thing about this, is we, we are, we're, we're looking at something that we all know, we all know, right and wrong. And we all know when we're being hypocritical. For us to have one standard for Kavanaugh and another standard for Joe Biden, one standard for Michael Jackson and another uh, standard for somebody who isn't famous is crazy, is crazy. And we all know this, that if they weren't running against each other, this would not be an issue. Nope. And it will not be an issue if Joe Biden is the candidate, they'll love it. They'll love the, the hands all over the place. Yeah. They'll be asking for they, more hands in more places. They, seriously, they would make they would make T-shirts with that as I've been, you know, groped by <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> Might not use the word grope. Right. But yes. But they but I've been uh, he's been uh, he's Joe Biden smelled my hair. I mean, you he's could, hands on the economy. He's hands on. <laughs> yeah, they will. They they will shout yeah. their abortion. Mm-hmm. And they will make it into no big deal. The question is, you know, are, are, is this what we is this is what is this what we're really all about? Are we about principles? Right. Because you could hear the media recoil into common sense when they try to justify Biden's actions. And again, I think Biden's creepy. But the idea that it's appropriate, we don't even have uh, we have nothing on Kavanaugh. No evidence whatsoever that any of the things he was accused of occurred. And they all said you had to believe the woman. Now we're in a point where we have tons of evidence that Joe Biden does these exact things. He's on video doing it over and over and over and over again. And because two women out of the probably thousand he's done it to are now saying, I, and that made me feel a little uncomfortable. He's supposed to be disqualified from the race. And it has nothing to do with what they believe. It has nothing to do with the truth. It's See, them he, all trying to get advantages over each other. Here's the thing. I don't think he should be disqualified from the race. No, right? Of I course think people not. should. I think people should make their own decision. My wife watched the video 
and we were we watched it together. We watched all this collection of all these videos of him just really being creepy. And we talked about it. And she said, this is just creepy. Mm -hmm. Some people don't necessarily find it creepy. No. I mean, Stephanie Carter came out and said, absolutely not creepy. Supposedly, the daughter of Chris Coons, the senator, right. says so is not, was not bothered by it either. That's fine. So, but the average person has to make the call on that. And what we do, remember, there is something called the gift of fear. And it's re- it is truly a gift. Dogs have it. And you see this in serial killers. You see this with somebody who somebody who's murdered somebody. You'll always see the neighbors or the family members are like, you know, Poochie didn't like him. Never did. Every time he came around, Poochie just went crazy. Right. Because there is a gift of fear. Now, what human would make us human is we have that gift of fear, but we also have reason. Mm-hmm. So the dogs never dismiss it. Remember, remember when Uno? Do you remember up in uh, in Pennsylvania, that guy who used to come to our office all the time? They were sharing an office with somebody, and uh, he would come into our office, and the trainer of Uno would say said to us all the time, "Trust the dog. You will dismiss. Trust the dog." Okay, so Uno was really cool, and he was friendly to everybody. Mm -hmm. This guy would come in. Do you remember this? This guy would come in, and he would always position himself between me and that guy, and he would always growl. He'd sit at my office door on guard against this guy, and he'd be like, Uno, stop it. Come on. The guy was really nice. We found out later the guy was not a good guy, okay? Not a good guy doing some doing some things. The dog knew we might have even said, well, you know, he's kind of a you know, he's doing that or whatever. We dismissed it because of our reason. So there is a balance. You don't always want to be on like, I don't know, I have a bad feeling. Well, that may or may not be. But we usually dismiss that because we're looking for normalcy. We're looking for, well, you know what? He's just an old guy, and he just relates to people differently. And that might be. But there also might be a problem here. And it's for each of us to decide and never dismiss. Never dismiss. Because they're powerful, because they're well-known, or because you need them to be a good guy. That's the worst reason. And that, unfortunately, is way that we're making decisions now. No, he, he's not doing anything wrong because we need him. We need him to be a good guy because if he's not the guy to lead us, who will? Sponsor this half hour is uh, Blinds.com. The big box stores are, you know, great for the season do-it-yourselfers. But for those of us who are, um, well... When I go to, uh, like, Home Depot, I like to park in the handicapped spot. Not because there's anything physically wrong with me, but at Home Depot, I'm kind of the one with special (laughs) needs. Uh, So Blinds.com is the place. Blinds.com, America's number one online choice for custom window coverings. Whatever you're looking for, they make the entire process affordable and surprisingly easy. You're looking for energy efficiency. You recently moved. You want to rejuvenate uh, the look of your home. You're moving and you want to sell your home. 
This is the way to get your home looking great. Blinds.com makes a whole experience enjoyable. Their design consultants will send you pictures of inspiration, help you every step of the way. Every order gets free samples, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Now great prices. They're even better. Go to Blinds.com now through April 8th for their huge savings event, plus an extra 5% off with promo code BECK. That's Blinds.com, promo code BECK. Get an extra 5% off now. Blinds.com. Com, promo code back you know the good thing is is that uh you know we've got bernie to give us some real not just some platitudes he's got some real ideas on on how to fix things for instance here he is on uh on health if i am elected president i'm gonna cut prescription drug costs in this country by 50 percent mm-hmm. so that we are not paying any more than other major countries are paying. Maybe we're going to do that. that. Yeah, how are you going to do it? Because we will look at the average cost of prescription drugs Mm -hmm. in Canada, Canada. UK, UK. Germany, Germany. Japan, Mm -hmm. and France. France. We will look at their average costs, which are 50% lower than they are Mm. in the United States, and we will do that. Oh, no. he's going to lower okay. by looking. He's going to look at them and then lower them. Once Once you see what you see, you become. Glenn. And that which you gaze upon, you right. become. And that, so we have to go and um, gaze, gaze upon, upon the lower drug prices. I like that. I like and that. And then they will be cut here. That's all you have to do. Why, Why didn't, didn't we, we do that? This, this is typical Republicans. They didn't even think about looking at the lower prices in other countries. They don't like meditation or yoga. No, no, they don't. Or yogurt. No, or you, or yogurt. That's a good yeah. point. So I think I think I think you know what I'm saying there. I. I don't. I don't. I think AOC knows what I'm talking about oh, there. Okay. She knows. She's talking she about knows. cow grains? And you're just making fun of her because she's so smart. We have uh, Unplanned is uh, out. Glenn, you went to see it in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in Utah. Yeah. Huge crowds. Huge crowds. Uh, and, uh, and getting great reviews from people that went. Uh, I really urge you to take your, your teenagers uh, to this. Uh, I think it would be a good family thing to do to go out and have a discussion afterwards. Um, it is it is a true story, and they went back head over heels to make sure that everything in it was verifiable and legitimate. The the much of the language in it are quotes from the people of uh, Planned Parenthood. And uh, it's just a great, great hero story. And you'll walk out uplifted. See it in theaters now. Unplannedfilm.com. Go to unplannedfilm.com. It's playing, hopefully, in a theater near you. Go see it right away. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, we have a humanitarian crisis happening now on our border. In case you haven't heard about it, it uh, might be because mm, nobody really wants to cover it in the media because it proves everything that they said to be wrong. We have a humanitarian crisis on the border where we have we have people that want to get into the United States but are, you know, not able to become in legally. They're all being kept literally under a bridge in a town here in uh, in Texas, and the numbers of people coming across our borders has exploded to numbers we've not seen before. And what does Reuters report? Here's the headline. I'm going to give you the story here in a second. Avocado shortages, virgin margaritas, a border shutdown is going to hit American palates. 
soon. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're going to get this an amazing story, and I'm all for it. And I'll tell you about it in in just a second. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Uh, I I really like to paint. Painting really relaxes me. I told Tanya last night I could quit my job and do this full time. Couldn't sell a damn thing, but would do this full time in a heartbeat. It just uh, is so relaxing. The other thing I said to her is, and I want to paint more because my father always said, I'm going to retire and I'm just going to golf. All I want to do is golf. By the time he retired, he was in so much pain, he could no longer golf. And it broke my heart. And I said to Tanya last night, I'm going to paint because my hands hurt so bad. When I paint, I don't know what it's going to be like in five years. So I want to paint now because I'm not going to say, you know, someday I'm going to retire because I learned that from my, my father. One thing that you should uh, try if you're in pain and it's stopping you from doing the things you want to do is try Relief Factor. Please try this. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's Relief Factor. You try it for three weeks. You take it three times a day as directed. If you see uh, the results in three weeks, great. Order more. If you don't, don't order more. 70% of the people who try it see the results and they go on to order more. It's because this is uh, 100% natural, and it uh, it reduces the inflammation in our body, which is the main source of problems in our body, is when it's inflamed. So go to relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. From Reuters, Dateline, New York. President Donald Trump's threat to shut down the U.S.-Mexico border would hit Americans' consumers in the gut. From the avocados on avocado toast to the limes and tequila in margaritas, the United States is heavily reliant on Mexican imports of fruit, vegetables, and alcohol to meet our consumer demand. You know what? Avocados we can live without. We lived without avocados for a very, very long time in this country. They are the enemy to me. So they I, are baby poop, and it mm-hmm. only gets worse when it's been in a refrigerator for any amount of time. Now, oh, they, they last like three days. We've heard they turn brownish gray. Oh, or what is it's it? like you took a, an elephant and you blended it up. It's like yes, here I got some yeah. elephant gouge. In that in that bowl in the refrigerator, go have some of that. No, thank you. I I am for a complete and total to, total shutdown of all avocados until we can figure out what the hell is going on. I don't know because I don't know why anyone would eat one. Avocado toast. Shut up. This is what you're complaining about. Avocado toast. Okay, we're the ones who are racist. Okay, for saying hey, by the way, they're keeping kids in cages. When it's Obama that's doing it, we're just saying that because we're racist. Okay, we're somehow or another. We're the racist ones. Now they claim that they're one with the people, but they are concerned that we have a humanitarian crisis. We have people that are coming in across the border, and they're worried about their avocado toast. Oh, I'm sorry, Marie Antoinette. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't realize you were dining with us today. <laughs> Oh, well, I, what will we do? What would we put on our toast? 
Oh, my gosh. I love that. And by the way, we're at the point now where even Obama officials are admitting that there is a crisis on the border. This this whole thing about the emergency declaration, mm-hmm. which the Democrats' opposition to that was always just based on... There's well, no emergency. There's no emergency, right? Now, here's Jay Johnson, a former uh, DHS secretary under Obama, talking about the crisis at the border. On Tuesday, there were 4,000 apprehensions. One day alone, 4,000. We're on pace this month for 100,000 apprehensions. The highest this we saw... Month. Uh, on my watch was May 2014, 65,000. So this is a crisis. It's very definitely a crisis. I mean, remember, oh. that, remember that? Remember May 2014? I mean, that was a huge story. That's when That's we when were down, we were down, there. down at the border. Yeah. And, and pushing, you know, saying, uh, hey, what they're doing to... And why was it a huge story? Uh, it was a... Hmm, it was a huge story. Uh, why was it a huge story? It was a huge story because uh, we were saying we needed border security. And, and they, they were, were saying uh, they were un- unaccompanied minors. And look at this humanitarian crisis. Right. Look at this humanitarian crisis. Mm-hmm. And we've got to take care of this humanitarian crisis. And I said at the time, yes, we do. However, we need to also turn them around and have them go home. But we need to treat people like tr- people. We need to see this humanitarian crisis. Well, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What were we doing at the time? We were putting them in cages. Well, uh, well, well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We don't want any of that. We don't want to talk about that. We'll talk about the humanitarian crisis, but we won't talk about putting them in cages. Now, all we're talking about is how this president is putting people in cages when it is almost twice as large of a problem as it was. They don't want to claim that this is a humanitarian crisis. And remember, the Trump administration and Republicans asked for more resources so that they did not have to put them under bridges and in cages. Mm-hmm. Right. They mm-hmm. asked for those things. And Democrats said no. Well, but but I don't know if you know this. There is a crisis. I mean, it's a national emergency. We may not be able to have anything to put on our toast. So, I mean, what are we going to do without avocados and tequila? What are we going to do without tequila, Stu? This country cannot survive without tequila and avocados. Are you crazy? I feel like we could. I feel like there's a lot of yeah, other alcohol. To I, drink. You know what? I <laughs> think so, too. That's why we make vodka out of potatoes. Right. Because we've got lots of those right here in America. And, and let me ask you this. You know, this is going to cause a bigger problem. It will cause a bigger problem. But who breaks first? The entire economy of these countries before they say, okay, 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 United States, we will police our own. We'll do everything we can to police our own. Who's going to break first? Us, because we don't have avocados for our toast and tequila for our margaritas? Or can we man up just a little bit? Can we live without those things for just a little bit? I think we can. I think we can do it. Their officials who are intentionally sending people to our border to relieve the problems in their own countries, they're shipping them to us. Some of them are shipping them to us not just to relieve the tension in their own country and their own problems. But they're also shipping them to us because they're trying to destabilize us. Do you think any of our grandparents in World War II would have gone, I don't know. I mean, we do get BMWs from Germany. <laughs> I don't think so. They would not react to this way because no World War II era person would ever eat an avocado. None of them. It's, it's, against, it's against the country. 
It's I against our. <laughs> what are we going to do for schnapps? We're going to have schnapps. <laughs> We're going to have a schnapps shortage. Yeah, I think we yeah. could live without the schnapps. I don't think my my grandparents had that conversation about schnapps. Look, we don't want to live without these things. One of the great things about living in America is things like free trade, which have which have brought brought us all of these amazing things. If you for some reason like avocados, congratulations. They're here because of capitalist principles. But the idea that the, there there is a larger cost than just avocados. And the idea that we have a major crisis at our border, we barely have a border if we let this uh, if we let this end the way the left wants it to end. So, yes, if avocados are the price, they are the price. However, it'd be nice to, to be able to have a border and keep all the crappy produce that comes in. So so uh, do you remember when John Adams came out? This is years ago. And I told you about the scene see if you can remember the scene where john adams goes to paris did you see john adams this uh, it's the hbo thing right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i don't think i saw it i know i i remember Whoa. it kind of i heard people really liked it though oh, i don't think really i actually watched good. it though it's really good so at one point john adams goes to meet with ben franklin and adams and franklin did not get along because franklin was a diplomat adams was like look this way it is yeah. okay he was a bull in a china shop and so Adams was sent over to to uh, to France to see if he could get some more money. And he wanted to talk to Franklin and everything else. And Franklin was living the life of the French. But re- you have to remember, Franklin was instrumental in getting the French to help us because he spoke French. He he he, you know, became French for them. Uh, He was this great intellect and he was living the life, but he wasn't living it because uh, he necessarily wanted to when in Rome do as the Romans do. And so he was befriending all of the most powerful people who were just bizarre. Okay, they were just bizarre. They were so, you know, it's Marie Antoinette. They were so far out of touch with what regular people were like. And they were all made up in the white paint and the, you know, the, you know, the birthmark stuff. And the guys were dressed like that and wore that makeup. It was bizarre. So here comes Adams, who is coming from his farm, leaving his children, you know, dealing with smallpox and everything else, taking this horrible, horrible boat ride over across the ocean. And he comes to France and he sees he sees Ben Franklin and, you know, living with, you know, these dainty doilies everywhere. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) And he's like, listen, trust me, we need these people. Don't be yourself. And so they sit at this dinner welcoming uh, John Adams. And at the time, Ben Franklin, it is unusual in France to not have a plate with Ben Franklin's face on it. He was that popular. Okay. And so he says, let's have this, uh, you know, this deal. So all these very wealthy people are all sitting around the table. And these are all the people that will support the American Revolution. And we need to have them on the side. And he's just boorish. And he cannot. And you feel for John Adams because you can't relate to these people because they're so crazy and so out of touch with reality. And they start talking about, uh, you know, have you... Have you not seen the opera? You don't go to operas? And and Franklin just gla- glares across the table like, don't 
say anything. <laughs> and he said, don't tell the truth about don't opera. Don't tell the truth about opera. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and uh, I'm par- badly, badly paraphrasing. But what he said was, no, you know, uh, I haven't had time. Uh, to go to the opera and at first he's really kind of seething and as he gets this dirty eye from from ben franklin he kind of finds a more diplomatic way to say it he's like no i i haven't had time to go see the opera i uh i you know i my people are too busy worrying about food right now and fighting a tyrant right now that we haven't uh, we haven't had time to build our opera house and then he starts to you know get this eye and he says my children my children have to fight right now so someday they can study mathematics so when they have mathematics then their children can study philosophy and art and their children will be able to build the opera houses for their children to go and see and it's this amazing scene and i remember seeing it and i thought someday we are going to look like the french at the table And the rest of the world is going to look at us and go, what the hell are you even thinking? Gang, the Democratic Party is already there. They're already there. The things that they're saying are so unhinged from reality and so far out of what we should be talking about. I can't get. Wait a minute. 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 I can't get avocado toast. How, how is it? What? We'll just open up the borders so we can have the avocados. That is the French Revolution. T minus maybe five years. At least back in the day, they were letting them eat cake. Freaking avocados. <laughs> and I love that expression. Yeah. That's not what no, it means. I know. It I love that. But I still, that's how it's it, But used. it shows how, I know, but it shows how out of touch she was she wasn't saying well let them eat cake like a slam it was like there's plenty of cake why aren't they having a cake look at these tables are full of cake how do they not just have them have cake they don't have bread fine have cake no they don't have cake either i mean that's how far out of touch they really were all right uh some uh, new data from 2018 shows property crimes continue to frustrate americans 77 percent of all crimes are property crimes 88 percent of all burglaries are residential three out of four homes in the u.s going to be broken into in the next 20 years if you rent you're more vulnerable to it and police only clear about 13 percent of all burglaries uh, due to lack of evidence sound like you need a security system you damn right you yeah. do and especially if you rent you're more apt to be broken into, but you're renting. You're going to sign a, a long lease. No, get Simply Safe, 100% committed to helping you fear less at home. It'll protect you 24/7. No hidden fees or contracts for $14.99 a month. That's why they're protecting now over three million people nationwide. Simply Safe. Simply Safe. We'll show you how good it feels to fear less. You own the system. No contracts. Fourteen ninety nine per month for your twenty four seven coverage. It's simplysafebeck.com. Get my ten percent discount now at this special uh, site. Simplysafebeck.com. Free shipping. Free returns. Ten percent off now at simplysafebeck.com. Ten second station ID. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
And then we have, of course, uh, we have Beto uh, in the news. We have Joe Biden in the news. And we have uh, Brittany on the phone. Hello, Brittany. You're going to shut the border down now? Uh, what did you say? Are you going to shut the border down now? Let me ask you this. What about brunch? What do you mean, what about brunch? Let me ask you this. What tops toast? Uh, jam, uh, butter. You're going to put butter? Mm-hmm. With all the cow grains? You're just going to put butter on the toast? <laughs> well, yes, I am. These personally. are the sort of questions I've been working on with my organization, Socialists for Avocados. And um, I'm a... Socialists for Avocados? Um, yes, I'm a, I'm a campus activist. Uh-huh. And um, I heard a little bit about your show last night about Beto. Yes, yes. We uh, did an expose on Beto and, and, uh, and who he really is and what he really believes, which seems to be nothing. First of all, I heard you say that, and it's just wrong. People, uh, you in particular, uh, said something about how you, uh, he's not Hispanic, which well, is... No, he's Irish. No, well, he's not... He's, this is such a crazy comparison. He's not as Hispanic as a real Hispanic person, but he's much more Hispanic than your average white Irishman. So <laughs> wouldn't that be cultural appropriation? I don't think it's cultural appropriation at all. He personally, and then you went into his allegations of him being a drunk driver. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, first of all, he was caught one time drunk driving. Okay. Right. One time, right. and that's your. And I. Heard well, he tried spin. to leave the scene. He I, tried to leave the scene. Bah, 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 I heard your spin on it. I watched the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was plastered all the time. The fact that he only got <laughs> caught once just proves he's an excellent driver. Okay. All right. Well. Sure, maybe he drives slower and more carefully when he's uh, drunk. And then you kept me, I've heard you talking about Joe Biden. Yeah. I first I have firsthand uh I have firsthand experience with Joe. Uh just one hand or two? <laughs> you know what? I would be honored to be an unwilling participant in a Biden facial grope or hair inhalation. You would be I, I would be honored, be, be honored to do that. But I was I was working at a coffee shop mm-hmm. and um Joe Biden used to come in all the time and, and you mm-hmm. you make him sound so creepy. Right. And you make him sound so awful. Uh-huh. But I I don't I didn't see that at all. This is a man who helped his community. And, you know, a lot of times he was working with students, tons of students from the community. Right. And they, I don't know if they were his daughter's friends, but he would always bring in lots of young girls right. and they would sit down and, you know, they, they, you could tell they were having problems. He was helping them. They kind of had a glassy eyed, distant look to them <laughs> and they would come in day after day after day in the morning. Right, right. And, you know, there were lots of them, but I never saw the same one twice. It was always a new one. Huh. And I thought it was very interesting because the only person I ever saw him with more than once was Jeffrey Epstein. And <laughs> it was weird. Can he leave yeah, Miami? I, I, I'm not. We're going we're gonna to move on. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Brittany. Let me go to uh, Allison in Florida. Hello, Allison. Allison, on line one. Yes, go ahead. I am here. Hi, how are you? Very good. Um, I was calling because you were speaking about the Electoral College, uh-huh. and I've never, ever understood the argument. Well, we, you know, Hillary got more of the popular vote, and Trump would have lost if we had had the contest based upon the popular vote. Yeah. The argument to me seems so completely ridiculous, because if the if the contest had had different rules both contestants would have played by different 
rules. It, it makes no sense to say that, you know, she got more of the popular vote. That's almost like looking at the Super Bowl and saying, well, our team didn't get as many points, but we did hold the ball longer. Right. It, it makes no so, sense to me whatsoever. Right. Allison, thank you for your call. The the, uh, the problem is with this is you would have to play by a different game, but without the Electoral College, you are talking mainly about cities and the major population centers and we see not a lot of those are real real red you're listening to glenn beck i want to tell you every time i have uh, tried to buy or sell a home it has been really frustrating um you know no urgency no return phone calls no real marketing and the answer has always been to me you know well i have another open house well i'm going to invite some more realtors over oh shut up there's got to be a better way to do this. And there is. Um, it's a very complex process, um, believe it or not, <laughs> selling you know, the biggest investment of your of your life. Uh, and uh, what we found is by working with the best um, Wall Street Journal does this thing every year where they, you know, the, the top 100 or 500 best real estate agents all around the country. And I've worked with many of them. And by talking to them, I realized, wait a minute, I didn't know any of these things. I didn't know that's that's what you guys had to do or that's how it worked or you could do that and it would make my house sell faster. So we've learned a lot. And what we've done is we've put together this um, this agency, really, that just matches you with those people, the best people in the industry to sell your house most time uh, for the fastest time and the most amount of money or buy your new house the way you want it real estate agents i trust.com go there now and find the right agent real estate agents i trust.com go to blaze tv.com slash glenn there you can subscribe to blaze tv and get all the shows that you know and love if you use the promo code glenn you get 10 bucks off yeah but no no avocados you know it's uh fascinating uh how much these these people just love the kids don't they Stu? oh my just gosh. love the kids big hearts for the uh kids. yeah in new york they have now cut the uh funding for the special olympics uh they've cut it by what one hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year i think it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars it was uh, higher than that earlier um they, so they're making cuts on that and this which is interesting of course because the evil trump administration had just threatened to cut uh funding for special olympics um and that is uh that was one of the most hateful things now it had been sure it had been proposed for several years and everyone knew it wasn't going to actually happen because the budget means basically nothing it's just a legal requirement and a statement of of potential cuts that could theoretically happen Mm -hmm. but won't right um so there was never a chance of it actually happening and the, the media knew that and there also it also had happened several years before and mm. no one said anything about it but they decided to make it into an issue so they could get a couple of news cycles right well here's the thing i mean you know in new york they had to cut it because uh well they cut it for the the uh the WIC program right to be able to feed uh, children in uh mm. no it was a, it was a housing Mm-mm. thing right to get the poor people into housing <sighs> um no wasn't quite that well, i mean sure they had some increases for lawmakers salaries you know uh, what um they what well they just wanted to increase those lawmakers salaries seventy nine thousand to one hundred and ten thousand for lawmakers and then the governor andrew cuomo because there's no money in the cuomo family uh had his salary potentially increased from uh one hundred and eighty thousand to oh. two hundred and fifty thousand quarter of a mil for good old andrew who's doing a great job 
a great job with it's, this lighting up buildings, honor infanticide. Just a right. great, great, so great job. Um, can great I job. ask you one quick, quick question? Yeah, this may sure, fall sure. under the game show category of mm-hmm. how libertarian are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you are a huge supporter of the Special Olympics. In fact, you uh, have held probably more charity events to benefit the Special Olympics than anybody I know. Okay, you, well, you don't get out very often. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um, but should the federal government nope. be spending no. $1? No, you don't even have to finish it. No. On the Special Olympics no. or the regular Olympics or no. NBA billionaire no. owner stadiums no. or no. NFL giveaways? No. How about the uh-huh. federal government no. spends $0 on sports? That's a crazy one. I love sports. I know you don't care about them. But any Olympics, whether special or not, should get $0 of funding from the federal government. It is not the federal government's role if you, to support sports. If you want to support it, then you should support it. Yeah, which is what, by the way, you did year yes. after year after year after year. Yes. Supporting Special Olympics because you believed it was really important. I still do. And you still do. It's not to say anything about how important it is. The federal government is not designed to uh, to promote athletic activities. It's not designed to to make people feel good. That is not the role. The Special Olympics would be a great charity, and it's a great event, and it means a lot. But like we're doing a piece coming up on something called uh, Night to Shine, which is something Tim Tebow's charity has done. And unlike, it's not sports, it is basically a prom night for people with special needs. They mm-hmm. kind of get a, a red carpet rolled out. It's an incredible event he's created. Tim Tebow has done an amazing thing here. Mm-hmm. But should the federal government be giving no. Tim Tebow money so he can have no. the night to shine? No, no, it's a fantastic event. But it is not, it, dances and sports are not things that the federal government should be funding. And we wonder why we have no money and we're $22 trillion in counting in debt and over $100 trillion in long-term liabilities because we're doing things that the government was never designed to do. It was designed to promote the general welfare. Now, what does that mean? And that's the most open, crazy, yes. liberal part of what... Of, Correct. Of, of, but let's talk about that. Yeah. Promote the general welfare. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, Stu? I mean, to the left, it means every problem can be solved by the federal government. Well, let's use it in real life. Stu, uh, if I hired you and I said one of your jobs is to promote the Constitution, I'm hiring you in your role on mm-hmm. this show. Your, your job is to, A, make sure we're on time every day. Make sure that the affiliates know exactly when we're going to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that uh, the satellites are up and we're getting all of our signal to the to the knock. Got it? Mm-hmm. And uh, promote the Constitution. Right. Now, I would advocate for the Constitution. Hmm. I would make arguments that I believed would benefit mm-hmm. uh, people's understanding mm-hmm. of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you I, wouldn't. You wouldn't. Would you? Would you then create giant spending programs to? <laughs> no, no, no. I would, I would be on the side of the Constitution right. publicly, and you might, you might even just promote it by bringing it up in meetings all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't forget, guys, Constitution, Constitution. Mm-hmm. Promote the general welfare. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is up to the government to do no harm. To promote, the first thing would do is do no harm. 
to the general welfare. Well, the general welfare is being killed right now. For instance, the actual health of our nation is 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 growing out of control because of government control in there. The, the, Reagan said it. The scariest words ever uttered is, hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. That That is that's the problem. The government is taking control when indeed they should be saying, you know what? Here in uh, here in uh, Virginia, we saw something and the rest of the country should look at this. Hey, by the way, what what they're doing in San Francisco, in Seattle, uh, just want you to know that's not working. Is there something else where somebody else has has solved this? Yes, we found it over here. You should Seattle. You should talk to these people. It's not go in and create an institution. It's to really be the the promoter of the 13 at the time or 50 incubators now called our states. And say, look, look, look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. That's great. Look what you're doing. That's not so great. Have you met these guys? We think that we're supposed to have the government control absolutely everything. And, and so what do they do? So they take the money away from Special Olympics and they give it to the, uh, the people in the, uh, in the House uh, and the Assembly in New York. Wow. That's compassionate, huh? Taking the money out from the kids in Special Olympics and putting it into your pocket? Wow, that's not offensive. Now, let me, let me give you something that maybe we should pay attention to. President, Trump's the, uh, tr- President Trump has ordered the government to prepare for EMPs. The order says the government shall engage in risk-informed planning, prioritize research and development to address the needs of critical infrastructure, stakeholders, and for adversarial threats, consult intelligence community assessments. It directs that the private sector be involved in monitorization, including the privately owned electrical grids overseen by utilities. The government needs to create protocols for providing warning of a natural or man-made surge and come up with department-by-department assessments. They're finally doing something about EMP. Now, this is a low-probability, high-impact kind of event. If, if... And many experts say they think this is the way that they would attack if they were Russia or China or Iran, because it would kill a lot of people. You have three tactical nukes. You throw them up over at, a, I think it's 18 miles up, and strategically place them over the United States of America. You detonate them at a very high level. We're not vaporized. We're paralyzed. It knocks out the entire grid and fries everything. And it's not like you just reset it and reboot. It fries it all. It will take at least a year to come back up online. In that year, 70 to 90% of the entire U.S. population dies. Now, that's what the government should be talking about. They should be working on things like that. They should be guarding. Forget about an EMP. How about just someone hacking into our electrical grid and shutting it down? Within 72 hours, if it's not fixed, the country is in chaos. We know that. 
We've studied that for a hundred years. How long does it take for society to go into chaos? Three days. Maximum 72 hours. Think back to um, uh, New Orleans. Not a lot of people remember this, but a year almost to the day before New Orleans was hit, I said the most dangerous city in America to live in was New Orleans because it was ripe for a hurricane. And I talked about the levees. I talked about the dams. I talked about the corruption. I talked about everything a year almost to the day before it happened. These things are not hard to figure out. But because the government is uh, focused on too many other things that they shouldn't be doing and playing politics with 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 Down syndrome kids. We're missing and taking our eye off the ball, which could determine whether we all live or die as a nation. But other than that, everything's fine. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> uh, all right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. <laughs> this is the uh, the brand new um, uh, Goldline barter case that comes with a legal tender bar. Now, these used to be something that you would have to. That's they were like in, you know, like in the CD wrappers that you know. God forbid <laughs> you need to barter and nobody has scissors. Uh, this is a new barter case that it's kind of like a chiclets case where you can take these one tenth of an ounce gold bullion coin. These are minted by the Canadian mint. Yeah, they're really cool. Uh, and if you need to barter, God forbid, this is what you have. And it's made for your wallet, made for your purse. So you can carry them when you're on trips, et cetera, et cetera. It's the only place you can get them too, right? Yeah. Goldline is the only one that makes them. They were made for, uh, for Goldline by the Canadian mint. Um, I want you to um, take positive steps to make sure that if and when the world ever resets, that you have something that will keep you and your family going until things stabilize. And that would be gold or silver. Find out if it's right for your family. Do all of your homework. You're smart enough to figure it out. Um, Don't take my word for anything. Do your own homework. Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You know, it's, what's really crazy is uh, the way we are, the way we're viewing everything. We've got to stop this or we're not going to survive. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's priorities. And when you look at the priorities of the left and the right, they're upside down. You look at the priorities of the left. Uh, let's make sure that we can have uh, an abortion after the child is born, that we can just let the baby die. That's insane. That's a culture of death. That's insane. But that's what they're pushing for. They're pushing for transgendered bathrooms. Okay. This affects 0.6% of our population. That doesn't mean we don't deal with it, but it probably means we deal with it at a local level, like we should almost everything. 0.6%. Finally, a president has moved on the EMP uh, threat which is a threat not just from uh, China, um, Iran, Russia, but it is also a threat from the magnetic field. We know now that the magnetic field, polar north and polar south, are moving at a f- the faster rate than we've ever seen. They're moving, what was it, 17 kilometers a year? It's way off the axis. 
if there is some sort of a polar shift that that will decrease the um, the shielding around the earth the electromagnetic shield or field that stops all kinds of things from happening if you have a, a fluctuation in that it's like having a, a, an emp go off in the entire world what happens that 90%, if it just happened in America, 90% of all Americans would be dead within a year. Now, what should we be talking about? Should we be talking about something that it would have massive impact, but pretty low, uh, low uh, uh, chance of happening? Or transgender bathrooms? Or... Joe Biden being creepy or not. Look at what we've done with Russia and Trump. The real threat here, the real threat that we all know is Russia. We all know that Russia said they were going to hack into our system. We have evidence that they did. We know they did. We've put, what, 15 people in prison because of it. Indicted them. They're not indicted. In well, they will be, hopefully. Well, yeah. I mean, unless it's Chicago. <laughs> uh, we know they did this. They announced it in advance. And their idea is to cause chaos in the country to collapse us. But what did we choose to focus on? Whether Donald Trump or, or, or was involved in that or not. Okay. Well, I think that's really important to figure out. Is the president, is the president anti-American? Well, you didn't seem to have a problem when you had communists, literal communists in the White House the last time who were on record over and over again talking about how America needed to be destroyed. They were in the last administration. Now, you have Paul Manafort. You have uh, uh, you have radicals that were with Donald Trump. Well, they were all dismissed. They were all fired. They're gone. What didn't we do? We didn't talk about the actual risk, the one that's really going to make an impact. Yeah. Should we have checked into the president? Yeah. Low probability, high impact. If the president was a spy or was an operative or being used by another country, very high impact, low probability, high probability, high impact, Russia. We're not even talking about that. If we don't start looking at priorities and start talking about things that actually matter, we don't we don't survive. We just don't survive. Our job is to focus every day. Choose what you're looking at. Choose what you're you're spending time on. Don't let the world dictate it to you. You're listening to Glenn Beck.